Uh, hey guys, welcome back to the another episode of podcast. I'm your host Pushpak. For today's episode, we have with us uh, Ben Harris. Uh, welcome to the show, Ben. Uh, thank you so much for you know uh, getting on the call. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the questions and the conversation we're about to dive into. Awesome. Like, let us begin with an introduction about yourself. Like, what exactly you do, and uh, yeah, about yourself. Yeah, so the most simple way to put it is I'm a fear coach. I call myself a fear alchemist. So I work with people um, regarding their fear. And so I believe that fear reveals where you're not free. And so to be liberated, whether it's, you know, with your job, relationships, any part of life mm -hmm. is leaning into the fear. So there's a quote by Joseph Campbell, and it says, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And so I am just the the cave guide. I lovingly hold your hand as we walk into the cave together, help you get your treasure and then get out of the cave. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. So the, the, like your Instagram handle says the fear guy, right? So like, why did you choose to become the fear guy? There must be something that, you know, like you are like only working on fear, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Why is that? So, I mean, because it found me. So I partially don't know why. It's what I love. It's what always keeps me curious. I'm always learning. Mm -hmm. um, but basically the fear, fear guy came to be because after years, so I'm 30, so I was 29 at this point, And what happened is I finally realized that fear is the thing that I've been practicing for most of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Oh, other people don't feel fear or aren't able to work through and feel fear, um, in the same way that I do. And so I rebranded my business and everything. And then as soon as I rebranded, it just clicked for me and for people. And so ever since then, it's just always been growing in the sense of, always learning how deep fear goes and how it affects every part of our life. Got it. So what do you think about fear? Like what it could do to us and like, how do we overcome it? And uh, yeah. And I think there, like uh, fear could do a lot of things. I think like uh, if we have fear, like uh, it kind of tells you something about your life. Maybe like you need to maybe focus on those things, but yeah, your thoughts about uh, what about this? Yeah, that's exactly. So there's multiple time types of fear. So there's not just like, there's one fear and this fear only. It depends on your circumstance, what, you know, what season of life you're in. But for someone who has all their needs met, meaning, you know, they have enough money, mm. they have shelter, they have food and Beyond that, it's just emotional, existential, or metaphysical fear. Yeah. And so fear on a biological level, right, is there to protect you, right? It's there to keep the human organism alive. Every animal, I'm not sure about every, but from at least mammals, we can see them experience fear um, because they run, right? It's yeah. fight or flight. So when they see danger, they run so they don't get killed. So that's how, that's what fear is. But what's happened is we, as we have evolved the species, that that protection mechanism is still there. But now we don't have anything trying to kill us. So it feels like I might not get this job. I might get rejected by this person I ask out on a date. It might be 
all these different things we feel fear in that way but also fear and we could get it get into it down the line if you want but there's definitely a deeper sense of fear in the collective in the world and in in our souls but on a basic level fear is designed to protect us and it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do it's not wrong i definitely don't believe in being fearless because that's not possible right right. Right? i get the notion of it it's it's a valiant effort to be fearless but it's all about i say it's not to be fearless it's to fear less and to understand and work and work with your fear because what you just said is fear is telling you where to look it's telling something that you desire it's telling something that you really care about and if you avoid it that's when you don't get it and the ironic thing about fear is it does the exact thing that you don't want it to do so if i really care about i talked to someone yesterday this person wanted to retire early from their job so they could spend time with their family but the ironic thing is they're working so hard right now what are they not doing they're not spending time with their family right so fear does the exact thing you don't want it to do so yes there are it's circumstantial um but that's basically what fear is yeah so the example you know that you talked about that person so he's like uh, he or she might be very scared that uh, fear kind of overcome that person right like he's like uh, his actions are aligned like uh, they're not coming from love or like abundance it's coming from from fear right that's why like uh, the fear like got him on uh, and that's what we need to stop doing basically exactly so you're exactly right right is like we're going to feel fear it's okay yeah. right i i still i still feel it but it's exactly what you said of like okay i'm going to choose love and abundance like mm-hmm. what would i do if one of the questions I like to ask is what would I do if fear didn't exist? And that doesn't mean it's like, it's not going to exist, but it just gets you reflecting on, Oh, if I knew like, if no fear would come true, how would I act? And that's what love is. So how, how can we use fear for our good instead of getting, you know, like controlled by it basically? So how do we not get controlled by it or how do we use it for good? Yeah, both basically. Uh, so it's like, uh, you know, the example you have given of that person, right? So how to not do such kind of things and how to use it for our good instead of getting controlled by fear? Yeah. So for me, it's just starting to notice where you feel fear. So um, you know, I started by doing everything I was afraid of. Mm-hmm. So when I was 19 years old, I read a book and then I was like, okay, the answer to to life is just to do everything I'm afraid of. And then once I started doing that, I got the results I wanted. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, oh, this makes sense. I'm just going to keep doing things I'm afraid of. And then after that, it's, you know, there's gets deeper. It's, it's endless. That's part of being human, right? It's, it's constant discovery and that's okay. Like we're always going to be evolving and what I call remembering, remembering who we really are. And so it's just noticing fear. And it's like, okay, what is this telling me? What is this trying to protect me from? And then listening to it, not shunning it, not shaming it. And honestly, just feeling it and just listening and say, what is this telling me? What is it trying to show me? What is it trying to protect me from? And if you let it be okay for yourself to feel fear, you won't let it control you as much because it's like, okay, this is normal. Every human feels fear. What is this trying to tell me? It's trying to protect me. And in a misguided way it's actually trying to 
protect it's it loves me because it's mm -hmm. trying to protect me and self-protection is a form of love just not in the most clean pure way so that's kind of both of like how to tap in to recognize when you feel it and that's how to use it for your good because i look at fear like a magnet meaning fear is where my love is as well meaning like the deepest part of love is also where fear is guiding me so following your fear is how you will be the most fulfilled in life right right so when when you said like do things which are scared of doing so like uh, i wanted to ask about you like what kind of things which were afraid of doing and like and what you know, what you started doing right that made a lot of impact in your life so one of the first things i did i was so when i was 19 i started doing music so this was my first passion and me and my friend we would go downtown in the city and we would ask to perform for people and i was terrified meaning i never performed before i didn't have any you know instrument or lyrics in front of me i was just going to freestyle and flow on the on mm -hmm. the spot and so that's terrifying but i knew because i was afraid of it that's what i needed to do and that went into university i remember i was terrified of public speaking so I made it a goal to every time we have a presentation, I volunteer to be the first one to go. And okay. so just certain things like that, mm -hmm. um, even in the corporate world, I would volunteer for things I didn't want to do because I knew it would give me experience that would help me. And I was terrified of it. Like in this company, we probably had 300 people and we were about to grow, like explode in growth. And they, so out of, a 300 person company, they asked me to hire 40 more people in a month because yeah. of what was going to happen. So that's mm -hmm. obviously insane. And I had no experience hiring before I did everything. I did the recruiting. I set up the interviews, you know, I did the paperwork. I interviewed the person. I decided whether we're going to you know, hire them mm -hmm. or not. And then I did the onboarding too. And I didn't want to do that forever. I did it for like two months and it was exhausting but it taught me so much and it gave me so many other opportunities. Good. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So, uh, I wanted to ask, uh, talk to you about power as well. Like, I think uh, I read the one of your post about power, right? Like how do we claim power? How, yeah. How, how can we do that basically? So what's just in general, how do we claim our power? Yeah. In general. Do you remember what the post said? Mm not like exactly so maybe mm. in terms of for fear like uh, uh yeah so i mean the most simple answer is basically what we've already discussed is your deepest and most powerful you is already mm. inside of you it's already it's who you already are um but a lot of us have a fear of power because it's what's going to happen when i you know own or fully step into it is because it's, well, people aren't going to like me. Um, I'm going to be judged. Um, I'm going to lose friends. There's certain, it's not necessarily the power you're afraid of. It's what's going to happen when you do claim that power. So it's getting to the bottom of why do I have this fear? And is it true that if I do claim my power, if I do become successful, if I do speak my truth, if, if whatever, then just asking like is that true it's most likely no and let's say you do like a friend does 
judge you because you are now in your power, that's on them. Meaning you're actually doing them a favor by reflecting to them where they are not in their power because they're jealous or insecure. So stepping into your power is the best for you and for other people. What most people don't realize is they think they're going to make other people uncomfortable, which they will, but that's what they need to, right? They That's for their growth, for their journey, is they need something to reflect back to them so they're able to progress or to remember or to grow. So stepping into your power is the best for you and for everyone around you. Okay, yeah. So I actually I wanted to ask you uh, about one thing, like, uh, like what exactly when you work with your clients, like, so what exactly, you know, you do, like, uh, what kind of areas you exactly work on and what is the most problem like a lot of people have with you? Mm, so what do we work on and what is the most common problem? Yeah. yeah. So it varies as I grow. So basically when I started out, it was this general anxiety or it was about relationships now it's more so about people wanting to start their own business or leave their job or step into their power use their voice use their gifts um because that's it it changes with what i'm interested in and what i'm learning about so every course i do or program i do it's it's evolving as i evolve because i'm just taking different parts of life and I am forming like a broad spectrum. So I don't just focus on one thing, right? Is okay, let's do fear of money. Let's do what men feel. Let's work with coaches, creators, and healers. Let's do fear of love. So I'm learning all these things. How I look at it is I'm just an intern, not just I am an intern, learning everything I can to prepare me for my role that I have on this planet. Um, but the biggest, oof, one of the most common things like is people don't think they're good enough and that's broad. But once you get to the root of pretty much anything, it's you have a fear of being unlovable or a fear of not being good enough. So especially with when I work with high achievers, that's what happens is we have perfectionism and we think if we make one mistake or anything, like our life is over and we're not like that all these things. And so that's definitely the root of a lot is not being loved and not being good enough. Right. So what do you think why most of the people have this same kind of problem and how, how do we solve this? Uh... Yeah, because it's because we're raising conditional societies and families. Right. And there's nothing wrong. I don't think society is like evil. That doesn't mean we can't make improvements. But it's if you look just how the thing just the way things are, is it's you only get praise for something. And so you think I can only receive love from this one thing. So if someone grows up for receiving um, praise for academic or sports, then that's the thing they believe that they're the only thing they're good at. And then if they don't go, don't do well at that, then they have a fear of not receiving love. And that feels really, really scary. So there's definitely like when I work with people, you know, getting to the root, doing deep work, 
I believe everyone can do it on their own too, but it, it's just getting to the root of like, okay, if I don't do well on this test or if I don't do well, if I don't graduate from university in the degree that my parents wanted me to, does that mean like I truly won't receive their love? And the hard answer might be, you might not Yeah. like, but the truth is that's their thing, right? They are trying to live their life through you and it's not your job to protect their emotions and their fears. It's your job to live your life. Yeah. And so it's knowing like, okay, if I don't do this job or if I don't go to this school, because that's not really what I want to do, it's you're doing everyone a disservice because that's going to make you on make you unhappy and sad and miserable, which then rubs off onto your family. So, yeah. and that's bringing back home to the first thing I talked about of fear does the exact thing that you don't want it to do. Yeah. It makes you unhappy, which therefore is going to make your family less happy. Yeah. They might think that they're proud of you and all these things, but if you're not happy, they really aren't happy either. Right. So like uh, we kind of, uh, like most of us feel like if I do this, then my pa parents would love me. If I do this, like then my partner would love me, right? But yeah, yeah that, and then we try to like, uh, but at the same time, you know, don't you think that that's kind of like, uh, suppose someone has some expectations from you, maybe your partner. So like, uh, of course, not from all the things, but there might be something that we should do, right? Like, uh, but it like varies from things to things, of course. So, uh, but like when it comes to love, so uh, like we talk about unconditional love as well, right? So like. Uh, maybe uh, people think that uh, we get unconditional love from our parents and but our partner maybe not love us un unconditionally I think why would anyone love us un unconditionally because like if you're not providing a value to anyone's life why would someone love you so, oh uh, dude that, that's a great question yeah. I love that question actually um, and I think it's nuanced and of course right like if I'm not providing if but to me, it comes into when you are your most full, powerful, free, loving self, mm -hmm. that's the value. The value is the truth of who you are. Okay. And it's, it's always a practice, right? Like if you are fully in you, then you will be with a partner who supports that. Mm -hmm. And you will, and true, like love is supporting someone regardless of what they do. But that doesn't mean you have to stick with them, right? If if they do something that doesn't align with your values, that doesn't mean you stay with them. It's, hey, like, yes, this doesn't, like, I love you and this hurts. Mm -hmm. And also now it looks like we don't align. Or you can offer something where you just have a conversation where maybe their actions came from a place of fear, which they probably did. So... The answer is yes and no, probably always. Yeah. Meaning it's like, yes, of course you want to provide value. Same thing like in a workplace, right? No one's going to buy something from you if you don't provide value. Mm -hmm. But it's, am I providing value first or am I just being myself and people will inherently see that value just because mm -hmm. I love myself so much and I shine in truth and freedom that 
that's all I who that's all I need to do and be. Right. Got it. Like it's better to choose ourselves first, and after that, like provide value to others. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's you want. From my experience, you want to be with a partner who you choose. I want a partner who's choosing herself first. I want to choose myself first and then, and then we come together and create an amazing life together. Yeah. But it definitely takes, it definitely takes practice because I don't want to hurt someone's feelings or um, like, I definitely want to please people. That That's my thing. I love making people feel good. Mm. And so it's, it's doesn't mean you just like, like if your partner or your spouse says like hey can you help me with the dishes and you're laying on the couch watching youtube um and it's if your truth is well i don't want to you can express that right there's nothing wrong with expressing that yeah but it's do you know like has your partner been working so hard every day that they just need some help and just that one little thing doing the dishes that's sometimes that's what love is you know so it's Mm -hmm. It's not this or that. It's sometimes this, sometimes that. Maybe yes, no, sometimes. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, got it. Got it. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So uh, actually, uh, if when we are talking about love, I wanted to talk about self-love as well, right? So as a man, uh, it's like kind of difficult for a lot of men, and I personally feel it's kind of difficult for me also, like to love myself, like. It's kind of mm. feminine, I guess, you know, so like mm. I, I was like, how how can I love myself as a man? It's kind of weird, right? So how, wow. how do we do this? Like, yeah. Well, pushback. You're asking some great um, inquisitive questions. So thank you. And I appreciate your vulnerability for like asking that as a man, because probably in most circles and cultures, that sounds weird. Yeah. Like, how do I love myself as a man? Yeah. And it's probably yeah. like, you just do. but uh is it starts with that like that question your openness and vulnerability to even ponder on that question is how you do it and i love that you asked this question so much i'm actually working on something for men right now because for me i've especially for more quiet or reserved men it's it's different because people might not view us as like masculine or loud or confident Mm -hmm. and so it's how do i still feel confident and be confident by being myself because i don't want to be loud that's not who i am and we're going to have these types of conversations because it's how you love yourself is honoring your truth it's honoring your desire and Man, that's such a good question. Um, integrity comes comes to heart, like, which means you're aligned with you're doing with what you say, because that's a big part of masculinity, right? Is I don't say this thing and then do this thing. Yeah, right. And so, men, we are binary. I wouldn't say love is fem feminine necessarily. I think it has like a soft softness to it. Yeah. And so this is, man, I like this conversation. I'm going to be thinking about this because it's okay. If I feel this and it makes me more feminine, which makes me weak or it will like more emotion. Mm -hmm. It's probably just emotions, right? Emotions make us 
feel like we're weak or we're doing something wrong. And that's definitely something I have felt and am still going through. But what I've discovered is the more I feel, the more empowered I am. Meaning because I was definitely raised um, to always be positive, to always be happy, to take care of people, to never be sad, um, and to always have an answer. And so I've definitely had some fears of like, if I don't always have it together, if I'm just having an off day, I can't do that. Like, that's wrong. That's definitely been a part of me. And so what I've learned is just to acknowledge that and to feel that is a big part of it. Instead of just pushing it away and telling myself it's wrong and that I'm not allowed to feel anything but this way. And so back to the question to circle around is how we love ourselves as men is to love all of ourselves. Not just the part of providing, not just mm -hmm. the part of, you know, I'm great um, with like sexual intimacy. I'm not just great uh, at work. It's I am a full spectrum human, too. And there's many different parts of me that I see, recognize and feel. Right. Yeah, makes sense. Like, uh, as a, I think as a man, we get proud of ourselves like when we do masculine things or like when you achieve something and when we like kind of fail and we kind of not like if we if you're not able to do something then we get so hard on ourselves and we kind of hate ourselves basically so yeah mm -hmm. right so yeah like since we are talking about masculinity so like what, what do you think about masculinity like a modern masculinity in 2021 and you know how do we embrace masculinity i, I think a lot of people like there's a movement going on a lot of people are talking about masculinity and some men are like men are becoming weaker and maybe like mm. so what, what do you think about uh, all of this that's that's such an interesting question so it's <laughs> To me, what I said before, it's nuanced. Like there isn't just one answer. It depends on the person. It depends on the culture. Mm -hmm. um, this is the same from what I have seen, what I've been exposed to with feminine and masculinity is they've kind of been flipped. Meaning for a long time, if you look at how um, like the patriarchy, right? It's not that it's a bad thing, but like this, what we call is like the patriarchy has tried to and did control women and manipulate them and you know do not so good things and a lot of that still exists right is these gender roles or stuff like that and so what's happened in some especially from where i'm from like the western um, culture is it's flipped a little bit meaning um like being a feminist like if you look at what being a feminist means it just means believing that um women deserve equal rights which i imagine ev almost everyone on earth believes that now right, <laughs> you right, know right, yeah but a, a lot of the time we think the word feminist means like i women are better than men right. and that gets confusing mm -hmm. rightfully so right is when anyone feels trapped or controlled by anything they fight back yeah. and so what's happened even for people like me is feeling like okay i need to overcompensate and treat women a certain way and hide my masculinity because 
society says that feminism is better than like and being a man is basically bad like the strong confident part of myself isn't good mm. and so that's what i've discovered and bringing back online is it's not that one is better than the other it's not that it's not a competition it's using them in unison using them as a dance because no matter if you're man or woman we have both so it's what is your true expression of who you are naturally and honoring those and so to answer like that answers your question but of like yes men are soft <laughs> but that comes like one that's not wrong it's can you be soft strong confident sensitive loving and providing mm -hmm. which feels scary right it's like well how can i be all the things it's like you just be yourself right and so there's it, it's the balance and it's the mixture it's the elaborate um like mosaic of being a human and a man specifically so yes you could look at something with one perspective and say yes men are soft you could look at one area and say man those men are toxic you could look at one thing and say man those women like they feel like they're being controlled you could look at something else and say man like the, that feminism feels a, a lot like toxic masculinity so it just depends where you're looking and where you are in the world um so yes and no <laughs> yeah so you know i think when we talk about feminism like yeah it is a good thing like when we talk about equal rights then yeah that's a good but when women start hating men just on the name of feminism or they're calling themselves better just because like that's how feminism works and uh, there are some like a lot of women like making like a lot of feminist people basically they're making feminism like it's getting a little bit toxic as i as i see of course not like everyone but like the you know if people are talking are talking about toxic masculinity i think there is toxic feminism a little bit maybe there is out there i, I felt yeah. that and yeah. you know what's interesting what does it remind you of it reminds you of the exact thing that they are trying to fight against right yeah totally. so that's what happens right when we are controlled we actually turn into the same thing and that's what i say about fear fear of you can't control me you can't tell me what to do and so it does the exact thing right. and one thing that i have felt is the best way to fight a system is to free yourself from it yeah uh, like, yeah meaning is like okay like i am free from the man i am free from the government or society and i am a sovereign being and i can make my own choices i know that's different in parts of the world but like is that's the thing right is if, if you have to fight against something that's telling that you are not free from it so how can you be at peace with it and and discover your truest expression okay so like how basically we can be free from the like free from ourselves uh, actually i wanted to ask you this question like you as you said the best way to fight the system is to free yourself from it right that's what you said right mm -hmm. So how do we do that? But yeah, dude. So I wrote an Instagram post on this. Yeah. And people can go read it. Um, I don't think it was too long ago. But yeah, that's such. This is such a. It's a practice, mm -hmm. right? And we're always discovering things. Oh, 
forever and ever, right? Even something like something as simple as food, right? Is if you rely on food for emotional support and comfort, um, that even that is a technically a quote unquote system that you're not free from it. Right. Mm -hmm. And you might have withdrawals or fear of not having enough or certain things like that. So it's just a practice of like discovering one, what am I not free from, which you find out by where do you feel resistance? Because any type of resistance is a fear. Mm -hmm. So one, where do I feel resistance? And then two, asking, what am I afraid of happening? Which is, what am I afraid of losing? Or what am I afraid of, of something that will happen? Because that's basically what fear or anxiety is, is that you're afraid of something that's going to happen or something that's not going to happen. Right. So, you know, I was thinking about, like, uh, we talked about controlling as well, like, when we, uh, when we try to control people, like, uh, like about feminism and masculinity, which we, we tried to control women basically. And nowadays, like women try to control men as well, right? Like this, it's not a gender thing anymore, right? So why do you think like basically uh, in a relationship, I think uh, one of the partners tried to control or maybe both of them tried to control each other. Like I have observed this, I have experienced it as well. <laughs> so why do you think people try to control people? And yeah, it's fear. Control is a fear of an outcome. And how do we stop doing this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just talking to someone this morning and she was saying, um, it's is basically why we try and control something is right. We have a f fear of an outcome. That's basically what it is. So for this person, it was in her business, meaning if she lets go of control, then it's not going to go the way that she knows it can if she's in control of it but she doesn't want to be in control and that's the thing is she wants to be more free more flowing and give up control and like share in that responsibility but her fear is that's like uh it's like grasping like she's holding on to that so same thing can happen in relationships it, as you've experienced and probably almost everyone has whether we've been part of it or been the person who's who've done it yeah is again it's kind of the same thing of like well if what am i afraid of happening which probably in a relationship is i'm afraid afraid of being hurt and this person i mean you could do therapy coaching all the different things but it's accessing accessing the root of why do you feel like you have to control your environment because the reality is everything is unknown. We don't really control anything, right? And so it's coming to the truth of, okay, I can't, I can only control so much. And me trying to control this thing is actually pushing the person away. And we keep bringing back this point, right? Is fear does the exact thing we don't want it to. I'm afraid of this person leaving or I'm afraid of this truth being revealed. So I need to control the situation which therefore um, makes me more uptight and makes the person not feel loved and controlled and not free and trapped. And so they push back and fight too, which therefore hurts both of you. So it's allowing, it even goes back to what we talked about of the whole value thing of allowing yourself to be yourself and allowing someone else to be them. Because do you want, 
Like, do you want a love where they're just staying there and they don't want to be there? Or that you want to be there and they don't want to be there? Or, or anything. But yeah, don't, don't you think like uh, it's not only fear, it could be a insecurity or like a trust issues or this is also we could call a fear. Yeah, it's all fear. Because what is trust? What is a trust issue? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fear, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what is insecurity? Damn, it is also like kind of it's all related to that only. Yeah, so the root of it, right, is like the the great polarity is fear and love. So it's I'm insecure about this thing because I, I don't feel loved. I don't feel good enough. Mm. I don't trust someone because I don't trust myself. Right. And I don't trust myself um, probably because of some life experiences that have happened that proven that I can't trust people or myself because when I do trust people, I get hurt. So I have a fear of trusting. Mm -hmm. So you said you mentioned like we could uh, help ourselves, like you know, we like uh, it's not necessary to get help from people. So how how do you like recommend people if they are like you know feared, if they are insecure, if they don't trust themselves, or if they're going through all these things? Suppose so, how how can someone do that? Like through therapy or like uh, how, how, by themselves as well? How can someone do that? Yeah, it's a mix. So it depends what you're called to. So like I work with people who some, some people have never done therapy. Some people usually come to me after therapy mm -hmm. because now they have some type of language, you know, there. um, like therapy is just a good start. Journaling's a good start. Listening to podcasts, reading book, reading books, like this conversation, talking to a friend, like there's so many, re there's so many resources now. There's a, like infinite amount, you know? So you can go anywhere to, it just depends like what do you feel called to do for you personally because there's so many things right and i think it's a process it's not like just doing one therapy session or just reading a one book or reading a podcast or just because just writing a page of journal it's not you know it's kind of a process that you need to keep working on right yeah it's a journey i mean i'm always still working and yeah unveiling and remembering every right. single day right. multiple times a day yeah so uh, uh let's talk about abundance as well how can we live a life of abundance like generally not you know like in terms of everything basically how do we live life what abundance how, how do we life of how do we live a life of abundance abundance of love maybe wealth and relationships so yeah yeah i mean abundance in general is you don't have to necessarily live it because it's already around you. Okay. Meaning, right? Like, look at what we're doing. Mm. We're speaking literally across the world. Yeah. That to me, that's abundance. Like that, that's a miracle. Yeah. If you look at the sun every day, do you have to do anything for the sun? Mm. Like the sun is the most abundant thing. Like without the sun, we wouldn't exist. Yeah. Right. And if you look every, the sun doesn't ask, ask for anything in return. Mm. Right. If you pick an apple from a tree, does the tree say, Hey, make sure you bring, bring me back another apple mm. or the tree doesn't charge interest for an, for an apple. <laughs> hey. 
right? And so is abundance is the truth, meaning it is the law. The lie is that there's not enough. So I would say you live a life of abundance by just looking for the proof that you are already abundant. Yeah. Even his breath. Yeah. Right. I think it's kind of a mindset, right? Like we could develop maybe a mindset of abundance. Yeah. I mean, everything is, right? Everything is how you look at it. Everything. Right. Right. Whether you want it to be true or not, like someone could be listening to me right now and saying, no, that's not true. Like, right. I don't, I don't feel abundant. Mm -hmm. And it's just because they say it is. Yeah. But I could look at the sun, I could look at the trees and like, look, they don't need to do anything. Mm -hmm. They just grow and be, and they always have more than enough. And actually they thrive. They have much more than enough. Right. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, what are you really out uh, into outside of work? Like, uh, what do you do when you're not working? What are your hobbies? How do you spend your time? Yeah. So I love like this is my life meaning this is who i am but it doesn't mean like i don't mean that in the sense of this is the only thing i do or like work is my life it i mean that by like i practice what i preach right so okay. i'm trying to i'm trying to live my life i don't try i do i do live my life to the fullest every single day so this morning is me and my partner are babysitting for some friends, you know, a little um, six month old. So, but it was so, even just him, like watching, like that's another abundance thing. Like if you look at a baby, they are just so present. They don't need anything. Like, yes, yeah. we are pro we are providing a lot for them, but they're not thinking about who's texting me or who's not replying or mm -hmm. how am I gonna make this money? Like they're literally just, just chilling. So, um, yeah, so, you know, journaling, I love exercise. I love getting in the sun. I love experiencing new things. Um, I still love writing. Um, I love reflecting. I love deep conversations, reading, eating good and delicious, yummy food, like real food. I also love ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to go eat some ice cream after this. Awesome. Hmm. So what, what are your top three favorite books, which you would recommend to people? And Oof. yeah. So I actually don't read a lot of books anymore. Um, I read a book when they find their way to me. Okay. Meaning, do you know who Ram Das is? Yeah. So, um, I'm reading be here now and I've never read it, but mm -hmm. it found me meaning I saw it a bunch of times and heard it and yeah. now, and then I was in a shop and it was right in front of me. I'm like, Oh, I need to buy it now. Mm -hmm. So it's, I let things, you know, they'll find me. But if you're at the beginning of this journey, it's important to, you know, seek those things out. And a couple of my favorite books, I love surrender experiment. Do you know who Michael Singer is? He wrote mm -hmm. the untethered soul. No. Not so the untethered soul is a good, just spiritual, soulful meditation book but surrender experiment is fun because it's basically like a spiritual business adventure book 
And so if you're conscious, spiritual, and business-minded, I would read that. That's really fun. Um, also, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Listen to that one. That is really fun to listen to. He's a famous actor in the U.S., Matthew McConaughey, Green Lights. What's another one? That's all that's coming to mind right now. I'll let you know if one pops up. Yeah, sure. So uh, is there any person that you are following or you're studying? Like, oh, maybe someone who inspired you, maybe, yeah, something like that. Is there someone that I study under or inspired me? Yeah, inspired you or you're following someone basically. Oof, I mean, multiple people, but it's really, like, I would, how do I say this? Like, God, universe, life, source, that's, that sounds so funny, but I love that this, that's my answer. Meaning is, I don't have all the answers. I know one man doesn't have all the answers, right? So it's literally life. Like, I'm at, I'm at the point where, yes, I'm, sometimes I will seek out an experience because I feel called to it, but most of the time, life is presenting me with what I need to learn. Meaning... So whatever that is out there, right? Earth, nature, God, <laughs> that's that's the the mentor. Yeah, that's a really good perspective. Yeah, like uh, because we are surrounded by a lot of things, a lot of information. You know, we kind of forget these things are already here. Like as you said, there's abundance of sun or like air, right? These are trees we are surrounded by, but we kind of like forget about this thing. We are like surrounded by materialism and you know things like that basically yeah, because of social yeah. media and everything yeah we're and surrounded by teachers every second right everything's right. a teacher everything's a medicine yeah so how old are you i'm 30 and are you married single do you have uh, uh, kids yeah partner no kids awesome. but i'm excited one day to be a dad for absolutely awesome so how should our audience uh, reach out to you so my website is feeling-free.com. Instagram, you already said it, is the fear guy. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, Instagram, um, go to my website, whether you have interest in working with me with coaching, mentorship, breakthrough sessions. If you're listening to this and you can travel to the U.S. or you are in the U.S. or close to, for we do in-person retreats. Every once in a while, we'll do like an online event um so there's always things inspiration there's always inspired things happening at some point awesome oh and i also have a, a podcast that's called feeling free so you can go listen to that too awesome well thank you so much then uh thank you so much for uh giving your time and giving all the insights on fear love abundance it was really great talking to you yeah push back. thank you for your curiosity and genuine um, interest I can tell you it just wasn't like a list of questions so I appreciate it and thank you thank you for having me thank you so much